Join me as we dive into this story and get into the details. Let's find out what message, what gems, what nuggets the Lord was giving us in this story. No detail should be wasted. But before we do that, welcome. I am honored that you took your time and you chose to either come back or to stop by and to join me on A Place for Joy. Distant DNA cousins, friends, family, welcome. And if you are new, we welcome you together. This is a place where we believe in the Bible as the Word of God, as the hope for our lives, and as a guide for us. We're about to be discussing from the book of Esther. We're discussing Vashti, the queen who said no and lost everything. Today, our focus is at the very beginning because we're not going to skip over something that I think is really important. There was a picture painted for us in the beginning of this book that's filled with details to enlighten us. Okay, friend, I need you to listen keenly. And also, as you're listening, for those of you who are watching, I have videos to paint the picture of what I'm reading in Esther chapter 1, 1 through 9. And when we're through, then we're going to discuss the details. Let's get started. These events happened in the days of King Xerxes, who reigned over 127 provinces, stretching from India to Ethiopia. At that time, Xerxes ruled his empire from his royal throne at the fortress of Susa. In the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all of his nobles and officials. He invited all the military officers of Persia and Media, as well as the princes and nobles of the provinces. The celebration lasted 180 days, a tremendous display of the opulent wealth of his empire and the pomp and splendor of his majesty. When it was all over, the king gave a banquet for all the people, from the greatest to the least, who were in the fortress of Susa. It lasted for seven days and was held in the courtyard of the palace garden. The courtyard was beautifully decorated with white cotton curtains and blue hangings, which were fastened with white linen cords and purple ribbons to silver rings embedded in marble pillars. Gold and silver couches stood on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. Drinks were served in gold goblets of many designs and there were an abundance of royal wine, reflecting the king's generosity. 
By edict of the king, no limits were placed on the drinking. For the king had instructed all his palace officials to serve each man as much as he wanted. At the same time, Queen Vashti gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. All right, friend, tell me what you think. What details were you able to pick up? What, what spoke to your spirit? Why do you think this, I think, very elaborate um, feast or the details of the feast were left in this account for us to read? What gems are hidden in there that the Lord wants us to, to dig out, to study? What is there that's being revealed to us? So here's what I have been meditating and thinking. And I would be honored. It would encourage. It would enlighten us. If you share your thoughts or what the Holy Spirit more so pointed out to you as you read for yourself, as you listened prayerfully, share it in the comments, please. So here's what I'm thinking. Let's talk about Xerxes first before we get to Vashti. Let's leave Vashti for the next chat and we can jot down some things that we learned from this queen who said no. But let's talk about Xerxes or Ahasuerus, King Ahasuerus, King Xerxes, and the banquet that he threw. I made some notes, and this is from me meditating. Here's what spoke to my spirit. Here we go. He sent out an invitation. He invited a whole host of people, military leaders and others. Listen to what it says. He invited his officials and servants. He invited the army, the entire army of Persia and Media. And you can look up those countries for um, what they are now, what they're called now, their names and the nobles and governors of the provinces before him. Remember, he had all these provinces stretching from Ethiopia to India. He invited all of them. And then he did this, his goal, his aim, his purpose was to show his riches, his royal glory, and the splendor and pomp of his greatness. And he did it for 180 days. That's six months that this man was entertaining. Can you imagine the amount of people that they, he was supplying things for? And then after that was done, said when those days were completed, the king gave for all people present in Susa, the citadel, both great and small, one version says from the greatest to the least. 
a feast lasting for seven days. Isn't that so interesting? The number seven, we know that's a biblical number of completion. In the court of the garden, back in the garden of the king's palace. Let's talk. Let's jump in. We've been invited. If your invitation didn't come with the nobles or with the military or with the servants, it came when he invited from the greatest to the least within the citadel, within the fortress of his domain. What does this say to me? What does it say to you, my friend? In Ephesians, it tells us that the secret that was hidden that just seems to tickle God is that all along he wanted to bring all people but he had a plan that he had purpose to be able to bring the Messiah through, to die, pay, justify his righteousness, and to deliver and save us from the kingdom of darkness. King, kingdoms from the kingdom of darkness and bring us to his kingdom, his marvelous light, and to include all of us. So we've been invited to the feast, to the grand banquet of a king. Here's that. You are invited. You've been invited by God. You've been chosen. It's in Ephesians. You were selected. When these people got this invitation, it was nothing except that they were part of his kingdom. And he did not discriminate. He went from military leaders to the least. Call me among the least. Call me in that group. I'm included. You're included. Whatever group you want to identify yourself with. He didn't ask them to bring anything. He didn't say they had to be dressed a special way. He didn't say they had to like him. He just asked them to come. The invitation went out and out of respect, which Vashti lacked, but we're leaving her alone for next time, they came. What are you doing with your invitation? When we came, what did he give us? This king had a purpose. We were to come to behold his splendor, his pomp. In us beholding that, we were to take part in it. He provided a royal banquet. That's satisfying. He provided food that we could only imagine and that we longed for. What's your favorite food? What would you have enjoyed and made you happy? But here's the deal. If we select something, we usually select maybe a favorite dinner or breakfast food or snack or dessert. But if you're with someone for six months or seven days, they're providing your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, your midnight snack, dessert. That's part of my thing. Y'all pray for me. Dessert. And he said that Whatever people wanted, you read that, it's, it's in the Bible. 
They were to keep giving it. They were supposed to keep giving this wine, which had Vashti like, they're drinking too much. There was to be no limits. We've been invited by God. And our source is him. I think part of why that rings even more of something within me, because if you listen to the news, there are, you know, clouds hanging of recession. Where are we going to put our hope? And where are we going to put our anchor when things get rocky? When we're going through turbulent times or things we don't understand, we run to our source. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You, you see how those themes go all through the Bible? This king who is a physical pagan king provided for these people in his kingdom for six months. And we cannot ignore the fact that Vashti in this reading from verses one to nine was also entertaining the women. The women were not excluded. They were being entertained in the palace of the king. You know, they were having a good time. They might have been sipping their tea, maybe drinking some of the wine too, and eating. The men were entertained for 180 days, and then you have the other group for seven days, and so were the women. They didn't mention the children. I am not going to presume, but I don't believe that children were running around hungry, naked, not provided for, don't believe that. If those women were being entertained, you better believe the children were being taken care of as well. The king, our king, invited us. And there's a place at the table. Nobody had lack. Nobody was left out. The choice comes back. Wouldn't you be foolish to get an invitation for such a banquet? And then turn it down and say, well, I don't know if he can handle me for seven days. What's going to happen to my household? There's something more beautiful than that. It's the fact that God keeps calling us to come to him. This is what has burned within my spirit. And if you don't get anything else, for 180 days, they were to sit in the presence of the king get to know him, maybe in a way that they didn't, if they had been fighting wars or just dealing with stuff in their everyday lives, they were to be entertained. And in that entertainment, there was rest from their everyday reality where they didn't have to think, where's my next meal coming from? What do I need to do with this? What bills do I need to pay? What disease am I dealing with? They were in the presence of the king who wanted pagan king to show off his splendor. But in doing that, their needs were being met. What burned within me? The Holy Spirit 
kind of tugged at me because I'm not good at this, friend. You've got to learn to spend time with me because if we don't develop this intimacy, answer this invitation that he's asking for, it is more than the head knowledge. I'm speaking to me now, so listen in. It's us taking time. He didn't invite them for a couple of hours. He invited a group for six months and another group for an entire week. He, for an entire week, night, day, 24 hours, we can do any way we wanted, an entire week. When was the last time you just sat in the presence of God and you were not in a hurry? And things going on were not taking you away because it was just spiraling and spinning. You see, I can sit and my mind can go in 10,000 places and I can go to several countries and you think about all those things. That invitation was for them to spend time. Have we been called to worship, to praise, to be with the Lord? Do you remember there was a time when Jesus called, and probably more than once, but this is one that is recorded, where the disciples were with him and they were ministering and the people kept coming. Y'all know the needs don't ever go away. Y'all know how we get tugged at. Y'all know what we're dealing with. We all know. When Jesus called his disciples aside and he said, come away with me, Jesus used those words. And he said, you even haven't had time to eat and drink. Let's come aside together. I believe we need that more and more. I want to exhort you to spend time. Vashti denied that invitation when she was invited to come to kind of hang out with the king one-on-one. -on -one. But I'm not going to talk about her because we really need to get into that more. But I don't want this to be too long, but I want you to do a takeaway. You have a place at the table. Our source for life is from God. And we get to eat and drink more. There's no lack from his cup. He said, Whatever they need, the more they want, keep giving it to them. No man is to go away where they want more. He instructed his servants. The Lord said we should come and taste and see that he's good. He's called us. He's told us to come. He told us to bring our burdens. He's called us to hang out. And there's a future banquet coming up. And Jesus even told the disciples when he was doing the Last Supper, and he said it, I believe, kind of mournfully, but looking far where he said, I'm not going to drink from the fruit of this vine again until I sit with you. That's in Revelations. Sit in my Father's kingdom where we can eat and drink this together. I would like to read that to you. And it is this. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. I said, Revelations is Matthews 26, 29. There's room for us. He's our source. He called us. He provides for us. We have to look to him 
and we've got to spend time drinking and getting to know this God who wants an intimate, close, personal relationship with us. He's calling us back. The invitation has been given for us to draw, draw close and not only come, but to rest in his presence. Things are shaky, but God has called us to a place of rest in him. I don't think the situation's changed, but this is where we were to pull our sources from, our source from. I don't think their individual situations changed their houses and things, but they were to spend time in the presence of the king to be fortified to go back out. I think that that was left there for us to get a picture. If a pagan king could do this, what more the God of all gods? I will see you soon. Thank you for honoring me and listening to my chat. We're still going to talk about Vashti, the queen who said no and lost everything. But we are the ones who were invited and said yes. And we will purpose to sit in the presence and enjoy the splendor of our king. Peace. Bye for now.